Welcome to Real Ghost Chatter. I'm Marianne Paul, America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers. Today, our guest is Victoria Hardesty. Victoria has owned Arabian Horses for the past 35 years. She and her best friend, Nancy Perez, are authors of a series of novels about Arabian horses and the young people who love them. Victoria and her husband ran a training show barn for a number of years at their ranch in Pinion Hills, California. Many of their story ideas came from the young people who learned to ride and show their horses from the ranch. Before she retired, Victoria was a busy executive assistant to the board of directors of a 200 million a year distribution company. She honed her organizational skills and her writing skills over 30 years on the job. And on top of that, Victoria, obviously you have a supernatural encounter to share with us. So I'm going to ask you, where were you when you had that the first encounter? Actually, the first encounter was um, late one evening, about a week after Edna June died. <laughs> and then we're gonna back up a little and go, okay, um, I, I know who Edna June is, but right. a lot of people don't. So um, first, if you would, I just wanted to hit, see where we were, where you were when you first had it happen and how quickly. And now I want to hear the Edna June story. Yeah. Well, my first husband had passed away and I had the ranch I was trying to run by myself. So I'd hired a guy to come down to the ranch every day and, and feed the horses in the morning and clean stalls and just sort of keep the ranch up for me while I was working. And um, he was out dumping a load of stuff out of the barns, if you know what I mean. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and he walked out to a tree way out back and he dumped this load, not realizing that there was something on the other side. And uh, it scared her and she just went screaming and running. And who was she? She was, he named her Edna June, because this was in June, and um, he just liked the name Edna June. So, so he named her immediately, and he thought, this poor thing looks like she's either got babies somewhere or something, because all of her teats were hanging. Mm -hmm. So he went home and got some potbelly pig food that he kept for his pig, and brought it down here and put a tray out for her and put a tray of water out under the tree. And he kept moving those trays closer and closer and closer to the barn over the next couple of weeks. He told me about Edna June. I could never see her. When he got the feeding and watering bowls up closer to the barn, I finally did see her. And she was pretty shy. She didn't want to mess around with people too much, but she was starting to look a lot better. The big problem I had was, you know, he said, well, you're gonna keep this pig. You're gonna have to pay for her food, you know? So I'm starting to spend $30 on a pig. <laughs> I'm going, oh, all right, why am I doing this? And I was thinking of all kinds of reasons why I shouldn't keep Edna June around. Well, yeah, you have a horse. You had a horse <laughs> barn, right? Yes. <laughs> you weren't raising pigs as far as we we're aware. No, no, yes. she was okay. just, and she was she was about the size of a German Shepherd. The first time I, I saw her, I thought it was a stray dog, mm. until I realized that there was a lot of body there and very little legs. <laughs> and those ears flopping over were okay, but the 
the nose on that thing was a little different. You know? Yeah, yeah. They do have a little bit of a snout. Yeah. And she was she was black. Oh. So she had notched ears and she'd obviously been a, a brood sow for somebody. And um, the reason she he thought she was nursing was she was so skinny from lack of feed. So once she got, you know, her regular schedule of food every day, she just plumped right back up and she became a pig again. <laughs> but, you know, I toyed with what the heck I was going to do with a pig. I kept feeding her and then she showed me. Um, we actually, on occasion, have to um, we wean babies from their mothers. And usually I do it at about the four month mark. And what we try to do whenever possible is separate them, but allow them to see each other. So they can still communicate. They just can't touch and the baby can't nurse anymore. And we wait until the baby's, you know, four to six months of age and they're already eating well on their own. Right. Um, I had an occasion that year that I had to wean a baby early. And it was heartbreaking because the mother left the ranch. I mean, she was hauled off. So this baby had no opportunity to communicate with her once once mom left. And she was pretty upset about it. Um, and so we spent as much time as we could with her, but overnight, you know, you have to get your sleep. And then I discovered Edna June was sneaking into her stall. And Edna June spent the night with her and it, and it calmed her down. Mm-hmm. She was so much better with the company of the silly pig. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, well, maybe she has, maybe she has some attributes here that we can use. <laughs> and, and so I kept feeding her. <laughs> and the more I fed her, the more she became um, used to seeing me and she had about 60 different vocalizations. She would, when she was in a hurry to get her dinner, it's like the conversation was, why are you so late? And she was adamant about it. And after I put her food dish down for her, she always was very sweet. And then she'd look over her shoulder and say, thank you. <laughs> but it was a different sound. When she was talking to the horses, she had a totally different sound. When somebody startled her, Good grief, you'd think we had Jurassic Park. <laughs> you know, honest to God, I think they used a pig for the T-Rex in that movie. <laughs> you funny. scare one or make one mad, and that's what they sound like. <laughs> I understand. I was on a farm with my grandparents at pigs, so I, yes, I understand what they can do. <laughs> oh, they can be loud. Yes, they can, and they can, they can be aggressive if they need to. Yeah. <laughs> so how long did you have Edna June? Edna June was here for over 10 years. Oh, so. I, she was here one other time that, I mean, I, her, her contribution to the ranch was so important and so obvious. We had a horse that some friends of mine had dropped off um, for a week because they were going on a cruise. So they dropped the horse off and the horse had never been away from home, was 
horrified, didn't know anybody at the ranch, you know, mm -hmm. and this horse just paced mm -hmm. the entire day across the front of his stall. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I could see the pacing in the way the dirt was wearing. And I fed the horse and went back to the barn to take care of Edna June. And um, I finished everybody. This horse never stopped to eat. She was pacing and pacing and pacing. Edna June came from, around from behind the barn when, when she heard me open the right can, you know, in the feed room. <laughs> she, her ears were incredible. <laughs> I, I got her food ready and she came around with the it's about time comment and I set it down and she looked at me and thanked me and then her head popped up and she looked at that horse and she gave me another where did he come from look and a few grunts and she walked away from her food and mm -hmm. she went over to his stall and they met nose to nose through the bars of the stall and she talked to him and I don't know what he said back, but she laid down underneath his feeder and he went right to eat. Oh, um, that's he, so sweet. He gave her a few scraps. She stayed there for a solid week. She never left the spot, hmm. you know, it, it, but she kept that, hor that horse calm and he ate. And so I didn't have to explain to his people when they showed back up. That I did not starve the horse on purpose, guys. He just wouldn't eat. You know, that's always helpful. That's, oh yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, especially when it's a friend. You know, right? But I did have to explain Edna June when they walked down to get him because she didn't like them because she didn't know who the heck they were. Mm -hmm. So she was kind of giving them a hard time. I had to call her away with food and scratch her belly. Right, and then she was a happy camper. So then she um, she did a, obviously was a great asset to your barns and you, and when she passed away, it must have been pretty sad. Oh, it was sad because she really had been here at least ten years, mm -hmm. and everybody that that lived or worked around the ranch got to know her. Mm -hmm. uh, all the help and. Mm -hmm. You know, we would all squirt a couple of gallons of water in the summertime into a little wallow she liked. And it was under a tree, so she got shade and, and mud. <laughs> they don't sweat, so. You know, yeah, right, right. That was very helpful for her. And um, I probably wasted a few too many gallons that, you know, during the summer, but uh, we all loved her. Mm -hmm. And so, she, she would ahead. come looking. We never had a rattlesnake the entire time she was here. And we live in the Mojave Desert and we have the Mojave Green is the worst thing around. And we had reports from all around the ranch that, you know, when the snakes came out. And, you know, to be honest with you, we have not had one here. Not since you had Edna June? No, not since Edna June arrived. And not after she had passed no. away? We still haven't had any. So tell me a little bit about the first time, as I asked, um, where you noticed her the first time after she had passed. Well, it was um, a summer evening, so our summers are long. I went out to the barn after I got home, and I was visiting with the horses. And I just started to walk up 
and it would have been about the same time every night that Edna June would would um, say her good nights mm-hmm. to me and the horses, and she said good night. Mm-hmm. And but how she, did you react to that? <laughs> you know, I I was rather comforted. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a a a good spirit mm-hmm. when she was here. And she was very helpful, and actually, for a pig, pretty f- sweet and friendly. Mm-hmm. And I really loved her. Mm-hmm. I can and believe that. When I heard her say goodnight, that first time, it was like, "Thank you, thank you for sticking around." Mm-hmm. And do you still hear her? Yes. Oh, that's so wonderful. So, yes. I'm just going to ask, how often do you think you hear or hear her noises? Oh, probably once a month or every other every other month. I don't hear much, and I have to be down at the barn late for some reason. Mm-hmm. And if I go down there to check on something, she'll she'll comment. <laughs> Good night, <laughs> in pig, in pig, <laughs> in pig, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she still speaks pig. <laughs> yep, she she speaks perfect pig. Mm-hmm. So. But I see, but I hear, it's quite frequent actually. I heard her the other night. I just walked outside to check on something. Um, If you hear something around in the barns, you kind of like to know what it's all about, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so I walked down to check and was just walking up and she said, good night, mom. (laughs) Oh, that is so comforting and sweet. Um, And was she, was this experience the only experience that you've ever had? No, I, I've actually had experience with um, the spirit of a horse oh. or two, because you know we we get really attached to them. Oh yeah, yeah. And sometimes I, I've turned around and seen one that died uh, years ago, and I just see it out of the corner of my eye, turn, and it's gone. And it sounds like it causes some great emotions in you. Yeah, it does. It does, because I know they're still here. So, you know, I take them as guardian spirits. Mm-hmm. From what and, you say about Edna June, I think that's really true. Well, she's kept the snakes off the ranch for, good Lord, 20, 20 almost 24 years. Wow. And she was only here for maybe 10 and um, we haven't had, I think we've only had to wean one baby oh. since she died. Wow. She's and a great nursemaid, huh? <laughs> she was just terrific because she she figure out, a, and some of the stalls are not easy to get into. The outside paddocks are a little easier, but she'd have to almost dig a hole to get under. Mm-hmm. You know, and she would do that. And I would find, of course, when you go doing the cleanup duty the next day, there's a definite difference. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So you can tell when she's been there. <laughs> oh, what is, I couldn't get there unless she was there. Right. Um, well, what advice would you give someone who has a, um, like, first time having a supernatural encounter and that, you know, how people get a little nervous, right? <laughs> so what advice would you give? Well, some people get kind of spooked about it, but, you know, if you stop to think about who 
or what? Mm -hmm. Now, what were they like in life? And would they purposefully come scare you? Mm -hmm. Most likely not. Mm -hmm. And if they're there, you see them or you hear them, I think their spirit is still here as a, um, a spirit guide, maybe, or, you know, there's Edna Jean still the guardian of the ranch. Right. That is just wonderful. Even gives me little goosebumps. I, um, oh. you know, that's not easy to do with me sometimes. Some of your stories are interesting. I loved your stories. Oh, thank so. you. <laughs> I, I do. I loved Wonder Horror. I loved your uh, freedom story as I read. And, um, I do want to say that this is such really a kind, sweet story, and I really have enjoyed hearing it. And I love hearing about horses, but of course, we're going to have to end shortly. <laughs> so yeah. we might have to yeah, do that another time. We could, otherwise, we could talk all day. We really could. We really could. <laughs> so what I'm going to do instead <laughs> is say, um, this concludes our podcast today. And I really want to thank you, Victoria, for being here. And you can find Victoria's and Nancy's Wonder Horse series at authormasterminds.com forward slash Victoria dash Hardesty and that's H-A-R-D-E-S-T-Y dash and A-N-D dash N-A-N-C-Y dash P-E-R-E-Z. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to share it with others you think would also be interested. I would love them to hear about this story and others. Please feel free to share them all. If you'd like to know more about me, go to maryannpaul.com, M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-P-O-L-L.com and or authormasterminds.com forward slash mary dash ann dash paul. Until next time, may the wind always be at your back, the sun on your face, and the good Lord walk beside you. Thank you again, Victoria, for a delightful and wonderful recording and session with you. Thank you for having me. No, I'm really glad we could do this. Mm -hmm.